Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, can we interest you in buying a timeshare in Piranha Plant Cove? It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We've got a good show for you today. We're going to be talking about the news from the week, including new details about a Retro Studios Star Fox game that never was. And then on Thursday, we're going to discuss our favorite games from 5, 10, 20, and 30 years ago. But Mark, in the meantime, how's it going? It's going great, Patrick. uh, First of all, are you doing well? Yes, I'm I'm doing very well, thank okay, you. Okay, perfect. Because what I gotta know yeah. is what is the update on the Sonic Forces ownership program? Okay, Sonic Forces ownership program hit a little bit of a snag. We pulled all the we from, from all the names of people who have e- emailed us over over the years uh, to be added to this list. Um, Michael in Chicago did respond. I am sending one of these two games off to him. Um, but uh, Chandler did not respond. So Chandler, out of the running. It's been too long. We have to pull another name. So this is just to uh, make sure everyone is caught up to speed. Sonic Forces borrowing program has ended. Now my copy of Sonic Forces and uh, Untitled Goose Game are going out into the world to find forever homes with uh, with other listeners. Uh, Michael is getting one. Chandler was going to get the other, but he has not responded to me. So we are moving on. Um, so, uh, Mark, we need to consult again with the random number generator inside the Virtual Boy. That's right. Boot up the Virtual Boy. Uh, so turn turn on the Virtual Boy. We got to get these little cartridges, and they've got these little, like, black things on the bottom that, like, guard the circuits or whatever. Uh, all right. This one says random number generator 3D, of course. Uh, Mark, if you could just stick your face in there and tell uh-huh. me what, what the number is. Okay. Let me... Um... The number is 36. 36 is Thomas in the... Look, this thing is going to the Netherlands, Mark. We did it! We did it! The it's Sonic going- Forces <laughs> ownership program is international. Uh, we're, go- we're going international. Uh, so I, I look, although I, I think I think this is all over now, but who knows? That's what we thought last That's Thursday. That's what we thought last Thursday. Uh, so uh, maybe, uh, maybe Thomas doesn't respond to me. Uh, and the program continues. <laughs> oh, the Sonic Forces uh, ownership program works in mysterious ways. It does. And this is how it was meant to go always. <laughs> Um, Mark, speaking of how things were always meant to go always, uh, we've got something new to introduce um, here at the top of the show. Uh, We're introducing a way for you to support the show. We are launching patreon.com slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. That's right. You can support us at the $4 level, $8 level, or $16 level. Which we're calling the 4-bit tier, the 8-bit tier, and the 16-bit tier we're a nintendo show (laughs) which is the game boy nintendo entertainment system and super nintendo respectively um so at the eight dollar level and above uh you receive a monthly bonus episode uh from we're 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 gonna be doing a series of mini series um and uh you you get these uh you get these episodes when you subscribe at, at those levels the Bonus content is not necessarily going to be Nintendo related. It can be whatever our interests, wherever our interests lie, but we're going to have these very sort of like strict theme 
miniseries. That's right. So the first miniseries we're doing is NCS Detective Club, Close to My Heart, where we're going to be talking about classic detective TV shows. Uh, Two episodes are up right now, and new episodes will come out every month. But uh, at the $8 and $16 levels, you get to vote on the topics for future miniseries. So you help yes. get to guide what the um, the content, that you, the bonus content that you'll be listening to. Yeah, we've got a lot of fun ideas, but we want to sort of be, you know, it be sort of community directed what we're going to be talking about. But Mark, a- NCS Detective Club, the, we, we've got these two episodes in the can already, two episodes out there. If you subscribe now, you can listen to them now. Um, let's let's talk about these for just a second because the first one is about uh, murder she wrote <laughs> that's right that's right should, should be no surprise and the second one is is about the tv show monk which was new to both of us new to both of us we both had a great time uh because i don't want to spoil anything but it's a it's a fun like deep dive into two episodes uh of each of those shows uh where you can either watch along with us or you can uh, we, we recap every beat of the mysteries. Um, so uh, you can also just jump right in there. They are fun listens with or without watching the shows. That's right. So plus there are other rewards and you can check all of that out uh, on our Patreon, which again is patreon.com forward slash Nintendo Cartridge Society. And just to call out here real quick, uh, nothing is changing here on the on, on the free feed. Um, this is not like the uh, weak part of the show and the great part is going behind a paywall. We will continue to do uh, two episodes per week. Uh, uh, everyone will continue to have access to the Discord. We are not gating anything that you were previously getting for free. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's... that's uh, that's our plan with the Patreon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, also, speaking of the Discord, uh, if you are not in there yet, you should get into the Discord. We are having great conversations about Nintendo all the time. Maybe a Nintendo Direct is coming up, and we got to talk about it live, right? Um, so get in there. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com, and we will send you an invite, and then you can be in there with the rest of us. All right, Mark, are you ready to talk about what we've been playing this yeah, week? Yeah, let's do it. Tetris 99 ticket update. I'm at 551 tickets. Awesome. Okay. I have been playing GoldenEye 007 still on the Nintendo Switch Online N64. And um, I'm I'm enjo- I'm enjoying it. There was one mission. I, I'm about, I think, halfway through the game. So I think I'm on chapter six, and I think there's nine chapters overall, something like that. Okay. I There was one mission, maybe chapter four? maybe somewhere in chapter five where you have to rescue hostages from a boat and then throw like a tracker on a helicopter. When's the last time you actually probably maybe watched GoldenEye fairly recently with your James Bond. Uh, yeah. Rewatch? Yeah. So I, I, I watched GoldenEye in early 2020. So um, this was the, the first couple weeks of, of lockdown uh, when my friend Drew and I were like, we're going to watch one James Bond movie a day, which we successfully did. Uh, we took weekends off, but uh, every weekday. So, uh, you know, it must have been like three weeks into that that we started, maybe a little more. Eight, Connery, more, and then Dalton. Yeah, so, okay, it was it was, it was almost a month into it before we would have gotten to GoldenEye. Do but you, still, that's like two years ago. Do, it, but is this ringing? Like, I, three years ago. I think I saw it. That's crazy. I think I saw GoldenEye maybe once or twice yeah and when it was like first on video you yeah. know and what my family rented it so i don't really have strong memories of the details of the movie 
does hostage situation like ring a bell? Someone recently sent me a tweet of someone saying, uh, I-, I couldn't tell you anything that happens in any of the James Bond movies. Uh, and I that is true for me as well. <laughs> like the plots of those movies are always as I'm watching them, I'm like, wait, why are they here? <laughs> What's going on? Like, I, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're meant to make sense. And, I, and, and I'm guessing watching them all, like, co- almost collectively, yeah, or at least yeah, on yeah, business yeah. days, was, like, it didn't help that situation because, no. you know, all the, um, uh, not Dalton. What? I, I, Brosnan? Not, uh, no, not Brosnan. Moore? Moore. All the yeah. Roger Moore ones, I'm like, they run together in my mind. They do. Well, and, like, they sort of intentionally run together a little bit. There's that... Uh, like Louisiana Sheriff, that's in two oh, consecutive I movies. Hate, oh. He's so bad. Is it only two movies? It's that only he's in? two movies. Oh yeah. my gosh! I but it's the hate, first okay, two. Yeah, I it's hate the that first two Roger so Moore movies. Um, and then uh, Jaws is in uh, two movies. Um, uh, he's in two consecutive movies as well. Um, but what were we talking about? No, I uh, d- does that plot beat like uh, ring true to me for uh, Goldeneye? No, I have no. Oh, okay, I have right. no idea what happens. Most of what I remember in uh, about Goldeneye is a, uh, Sean Bean plays uh, 006, uh, and he's like uh, he turns evil, right? Uh, and then there's a battle on top of that big satellite. That's what I remember is the the battle the, on top of the big right. satellite, which I think is really all a James Bond movie needs to be uh, as memorable as it has to be is. Uh, a good villain and a single cool location. Yeah. So even something like the man with the golden gun, you got Christopher Lee and his crazy island. I'm like, that's good enough for me. Yeah, I am waiting for it, when I get to the part in Goldeneye where I assume I'm going to have a big battle on top of a Nintendo 64 rendered satellite. <laughs> oh, I thought, which I, thought I can't wait. Just on top of a big Nintendo 64. <laughs> that would be fun they if that. that's what they did at the very end. But anyways, so I uh, have been playing Goldeneye 007. I am enjoying it, just like we said last week. I don't know that I would say that this game holds up, but it is holding my attention. Like, I am enjoying it. Yeah. And one thing, but there was this, like, hostage rescue mission, which really showed the limitations of the Nintendo 64, because I would, like, it took me a lot of times to rescue the hostages without them being shot. Mm -hmm. And then the at the end, I'd killed, I figured out, like, a path to go to kill most of the bad guys before I tried to rescue the hostages that way they could just like run away easily. Cause when I started, I would like try to rescue a hostage first and then the hostage would start running ahead of me and there were rooms full of bad guys. They just get mowed down. Right. So I'm like, okay, let me like, they don't know clear, how to take cover. Let me clear out right. the, uh, the bad guys and then I'll try to uh, rescue the hostages. And so I do all of that, but there is one hostage that just like the pathfinding logic it just will not he, – he just will not, like, leave. Yeah. Because there's no specific – seemingly no, like, specific path he has to go down. So I don't – like, he's not going to the boat. At some point, he just, like, disappeared from my view, and it's, oh, like, no. oh, hostage rescued. Yeah. But that was, like, the good thing. That was what I wanted to happen. Oh. But for five minutes, I was just – he was just on one path on the boat just over and over, and I couldn't get him to, like, snap out of it. Yeah. And so – I just followed him around for like five minutes, occasionally shooting at his feet, hoping hoping that that would like because he has this like take cover animation. So I yeah. was hoping that, that if that he would like that he would like trigger exactly, yeah. and then he would. So that part was like, oh yes, this so is so they a, do take cover. <laughs> they, this is a Nintendo sixty four game, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but yeah, like I'm enjoying it I, again. It's basically new to me, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to just being able to say that I've completed Goldeneye 007. Great. Um. Uh. 
Mark, last time we talked about uh, Fire Emblem Engage, which is the the first uh, game that I've I've been playing this last week, um, I had not yet attempted uh, any any of the paralogs. I had not yet uh, reached out to my um, Fire Emblem Three Houses characters. Right. Right. Okay. I was just trying to remember where I was when when last we spoke. Um, so I I uh, I'm continuing to play uh, Fire Emblem Engage. I am being a lot more liberal now with the pushing the A button to skip dialogue. Um, I'm not skipping any cutscenes necessarily, but I am uh, done really paying attention to the the story. I still think there are uh, a couple rad characters. I like hanging out on the floating island, the Somnial, um, and like just doing the normal relationship building and uh, like you can do a thing where you can like do push ups and stuff like that. Um, are you are you a Adopting animals and bringing them I'm back. I'm adopting here every okay. animal I can find. Great. And sometimes I'll go up to a chicken and it's like you don't know how to take care I of know, chickens. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah. Well, who cares? I'll let the dog <laughs> eat it. I don't care. Um. So uh. So I'm, I'm having a, a fun time with that, and I think the world is rad, and the battles are awesome. I love the battles, and I in particular love the way that the um emblem system uh really like will juice your characters insanely for like a turn or two um and so like knowing how and when to deploy those um in like really crucial moments in in the battle um can be the difference between like this is impossible versus this is doable um so uh i i reached a point in like chapter seven or eight or something um where i was like oh i can go and uh, do the the paralogue to get my uh, three houses um, bracelet so I could summon Edelgard, Claude, and Dimitri, um, pair them up with with one of my characters. Uh, and so I just sort of went down a path of like doing these these paralogues because there's another one after it. Um, that paralogues are basically side missions, right? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like not a prologue and not an epilogue, but a paralogue, right? Um, uh, so I, 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 did, I did the three houses one and then I, I did this, this tiki one um tiki is another character from fire emblem past uh that is uh she transforms into a dragon uh she's like a spirit of of some sort um was that from three houses no okay but tiki is a a character that appears in a, a number of fire emblem games so it's possible that I mean, maybe she does appear in Three Houses somewhere. And well, I no, I'm remember. thinking of in, I guess, minor spoilers for Three Houses. But do you remember, like, when you first wake up and yeah. there's kind of, like, that child spirit? That... Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Right. No, that's not her. Okay. Um, But so, uh, in any event, um, I was doing this paralogue, and I think I was under-leveled for it uh, because it, like, wiped me out, right? Um, Like, I was getting, like, to the end of it. Um, it was a cool like challenge where you're you're in like a a fortress and there are these narrow hallways um, and you have to like go down one of them to like trigger a thing that opens a door and then go down another narrow hallway and trigger that thing to open that door which allows you access to the to the boss that you need to fight Tiki right um, and uh, so it, it was it was cool and all but like uh, I could f- battle my way through to this point and then like. Tiki would just crush me, like deal 30 something damage to my characters um, at, at, you know, in a, a single attack. And I would be like, okay, well, I can like rewind and try to like not lose characters. But there was like no rewinding back far enough the first time where I was like, there's like, I just, I just had to like turn it off, right? Like the, the battle had been lost like eight turns ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but then I attempted it again yesterday. Uh, and I beat it. Uh, you know, it was like smart with my use of the of the emblems, and like got a real rush out of like, oh, I can do this, and like, um, 
was just super cool and super satisfying. And I, I love, I love that this game has that, that like, um, you can get that like hyper rush of like, there is no way for me to do this. Uh, and then you're like, well, wait, I can just like trigger these attacks here and these attacks here, uh, merge with the emblem this way, uh, and just take down the enemy. It felt awesome. Yeah. That sounds incredible. It, it feels like your experience with it kind of mirrors what I read in a lot of the reviews where the, if you are into the combat of fire emblem, then fire emblem engage is an amazing game for you. Yeah, yeah, and that that is totally what what I'm feeling. Uh, I also recently discovered that there is a little animal uh, under the in a cave under the Somnial um, that I, I was not aware of. Uh, is its name just like Psalm or something like that? Well, so hold on. <laughs> oh, you can name it anything you want. You can name it anything you uh-huh. want. Uh, and I was unaware of the the presence of this thing. And I got a text from a previous guest and friend of the show, Connor McCabe, uh, saying, what did you name the the animal on, on the Somnial? And what is it wearing? Uh, well, hold on. We'll get to all of it. <laughs> uh, and uh, I, I was like, I don't know what animal you're talking about. He's like, there's a cave under the thing. Go go and find him. Uh, so I, w- I went in there, and it's a little, like, dog-cat-looking thing. It's, like, white and blue, right? Um and uh, because Connor was like, what did you name this thing? I named mine Connor. <laughs> <laughs> so he's currently wearing black sunglasses uh, and uh, like a black bandana and a little yellow bow on his butt. <laughs> uh, but so that's my Connor. Uh, and you can like bring him into battle and he can like train with you and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I guess his default name is something like Sam or Sami or something like that. Uh, but mine is named Connor. I love it. It's Connor su- named his Dingus, uh, which is very funny, too. <laughs> it's also very funny. It's a, that uh, I, I really like the character design of, um, of Connor and Dingus. <laughs> like, there, it's, really, it's really cute. It's really cute, yeah. Um, so you got the emblems for the characters from Three Houses. Yes. So uh, did you have an opportunity to play with them? How does it work? Are they three They, they helped me. No, they're, they're a single thing okay. that you, like, summon them together. Um, and then you can uh, spend... Uh, like turns of your like merge time to uh, use one of the three abilities or to have all three of them unite to do one thing. Um, so uh, I, uh, that was what it was that emblem that allowed me to beat Tiki. I see in the second paralogue. Uh, Cause I had my archer um, merge with Claude and do like this. It's called fallen star, which is like a, an extra powerful archer attack, um, which is, how I beat this dragon thing. Um, but so, yeah, it, it, it's, I love seeing those characters. And do they have like voice acting? And yeah. It's the voice. Okay. They appear. That's they're they're really there. Fun. They talk to you. You can bond with the emblems, uh, which is very cool. I want everyone to have all the conversations possible with those characters. Cause they're rad. I love them. Yeah. That is fun. That's really fun. Uh, I also picked up and played through the demo of uh theatrhythm final bar line. Um, the final fantasy, plus uh rhythm game uh mark have you messed around with any of these games before no um they're weird uh it's they're weird (laughs) is there like a story so the story is the stories are sort of the stories of the individual final fantasy games um so uh in in the demo there are uh you have access to the the first couple songs in um final fantasy 2 final fantasy Five Final Fantasy seven, uh, I think eleven is one of them, um, and uh, fifteen is another, uh, and it's or no fourteen, fourteen, not fifteen, um, and like as you're playing through 
those like levels of songs, it is uh, sort of recreating the story of those Final Fantasy games. But there's no like overarching narrative that connects them. Like it's it's very menu based. Understood. Um, but like so the, the the way the game works is you have a party of four characters, um, and uh, there's like the 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 rhythm highway right the the normal like they call it the highway in guitar hero i i'm just going to call it highway here as well the thing that like the notes travel across um there are four of them and each one represents one of your party members so when you uh successfully play notes on the beat for that party member that they they take an action right and so you have like fighters and healers and uh, magic users and stuff and so who your party is will actually affect like how long you survive or what attacks you're using in those specific things. So there actually are enemies where, uh, or like levels where you're going up against, you know, a, a, a ice type enemy. And so like, oh yeah, make sure you have uh, magic characters that have fire magic. Cause just as you're doing the rhythms, right. They will naturally cast fire spells. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, so, and it's all, uh, yeah, I've 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 made this uh like observation or comment or question before that like it was unclear to me how what you're doing with the buttons on the controller really relates to like anything musical and it's still sort of confusing and pretty abstract um because for the most part you're just like pushing any button to like hit the the thing on on the beat every now and then it'll be like directional and so you just have to like flick a stick in that direction it could be the left stick or the right stick and you know up down left right any of the diagonals um and then there are also like notes that are sustained so you have to like keep the button depressed uh and then there are times where like it moves up and down and you have to like move up and down with it using the the thumbstick um so like the inputs are just like bizarre right uh and on the uh, beginner and medium levels it all or maybe it's beginner and normal wh whatever like the, the the bottom two difficulty levels are it makes sense and i can wrap my brain around it when i bring it up to the expert level it's like impossible like it, it, it the the button combos that you need to like execute on are just like maddening and only like tangentially related to the music um so all, all of which is to say like i don't know if i like this or not like i love hearing the music uh in these final fantasy games um and i like the art style of the game when it's not in action like there's all of these cool uh like they they show you like screenshots from the original games there's a lot of fun pixel art and stuff like that and then there's a lot of like conceptual art that's really fun to uh, engage with but the way the characters actually look when they're like out there they're these like paper doll kind of style that I think is bad and uh, doesn't look good. Um, but like, otherwise the aesthetic and you, when you're playing through these levels, you can't focus on any of the graphics. You just have to like <laughs> be doing the, the rhythm part of it. So it doesn't really matter that much. Um, but so, yeah, I'm, I'm having a very confusing experience with it. It sounds crazy. Like it I is. don't really know how else to yeah. react to it. Check it just out sounds the demo, like man. absolutely insane. D does anything I uh, have said about it, 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 does any of that interest you no. or no it sounds like not interested because because rhythm game because what i think uh i don't i don't know it just it doesn't really because i i would say i enjoy rhythm games generally speaking but i'm not amazing at rhythm games you know like on guitar hero i was really comfortable in medium 
Yeah. And but that's where I wanted to, you know, like once I got to hard, I wasn't having fun anymore because I just wasn't uh like good enough to execute on it. Yeah. And this just sounds confusing. It it is it is definitely that. Um, but like I don't know, there there is something there is something to it that I, I find appealing. I mean, it sounds really interesting and the like academically interesting almost. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. where uh the fact that this will be the third third one of these. Yeah. You know, so obviously there is an audience for it. Yeah, it just but seems... it, it's it, it's the third one in the same way that like Super Street Fighter is the third Street Fighter two. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's the same game which is like more stuff hmm. piled on top. Um, but yeah, I mean, so like, it, the, is was your statement like so? It seems like it's here to stay, or no? Just that um, it, they think there's a market for there it. There clearly, you know, clearly is a market for it. Yeah, yeah it, that's just really interesting. I don't know exactly how I expected it to work i mean everything you're saying it's i hadn't really thought about it everything you're describing is like yeah i guess that makes sense like if you were going to make a final fantasy rhythm game that like all of this tracks yeah it just doesn't sound all that appealing to me uh a note about the demo and i get that it's a demo for a game that i i paid zero dollars for it um but it is like aggressive with with how much it like shoves the like full release of the game down your throat um it starts the demo starts with like a three minute long unskippable like trailer basically for (laughs) for the game um and then like after you play the first like couple songs uh there's another like unskippable video um that's like this one was longer this is like five minutes of like gameplay and clips from like each of the Final Fantasy games uh, and the, the like songs that go along with them. I don't know. Like, I, I think it would be fun to really dig in. Um, Is there, like, multiplayer? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. That sounds hard. Um, the, uh, it, it, it did highlight for me that, like, I don't have deep functional knowledge of every Final Fantasy game. Um, and, you know, I wanted to see... I wanted to hear the music from Final Fantasy Four and Final Fantasy Six, and it's like, how about five? And I'm like, all right. Um, and you know, the melodies get reused enough that like there was no point where I, there was no game that I went into where I was like, I don't know any of this music. Um, but you know, there's uh, there's a, a deep well of uh, music that I have not uh, dipped into in in that game yet. So I don't know. I think it's one that I'm going to uh, wish list and wait for it to go on sale and then like pick it up on sale. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, that's what we've been playing this week. Let's get into the new releases and what we might be playing next week. And yet, I think probably not. Probably not. I would say that there's not likely that there's anything on this list that we're going to be playing this week. No, um, a, th- a thin week for new releases. That we know of so far. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Anything could happen at any moment. Something could shadow drop. Um, that maybe we'll be all the buzz about next week, but of what we know, release-wise, uh, nothing that I really want to shout out. Should we just go through and we'll each pick a couple of games to say the name of? I mean, honestly, I don't. The there these are all these all seem like bad prison tycoon under new management. <laughs> okay, I won't go so far to say bad games. That seems like a bad. That seems like a morally bad game. <laughs> You got one? You got one you um, want to shout out? How about... Uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, there we go. Perfect. <laughs> Releasing on February 9th, which is uh, Thursday. 
Look, if it's not America McGee's Alice in Wonderland, I don't know what we're doing. Um, all right, Mark, let's get out of the new releases. Which brings us to a regular segment on our show. It is time for 433. In 1952, American composer John Cage wrote a piece called 433, wherein a performer or a group of performers didn't play their instruments for four minutes and 33 seconds. For the purposes of this show, our instruments are talking about Nintendo. So, for the duration of one performance of 433, Mark and I will talk about something not at all Nintendo-related, thus fulfilling the contract of the piece. Mark, what are we talking about today? Yeah, today is a suggestion from Maisai Ace on Discord, and... Uh, Correct me if I mispronounce that. I'm not going to correct you, Mark. (laughs) Were you asking me to correct you? (laughs) What we're going to be doing is a quiz from BuzzFeed where we're going to be guessing the Disney movie based only on the first line of the movie. Okay. All right. So, um, temperature check before we get into it. I want to get into it because we only only have four minutes minutes and 33 seconds. seconds. How, how How well do you think we'll do? Disney movie is a wide net. Yes, absolutely. So, and they've made a lot of movies in the last 10 years that I've seen one time, right? Um, And probably even some of those that I've not seen at all. Uh, So I think we're going to do pretty bad. Okay. All right. I'm I'm expecting bad. Okay. Are you expecting bad? I I think I'm more optimistic than you, but I think anything can happen. Sure. (laughs) Here's the first one. Yeah. All right, everyone. This is a stick up. Don't anybody move. And our options are Zootopia, Treasure Planet, Big Hero 6, or Toy Story. I think it's 100% Toy Story. It's Toy Story, right? Yeah. Okay. Right. Because yes, yes. we're right. It is. Because he's, he's playing with the toys. Uh-huh. Playing with Woody. Okay. Isn't this great? The salty sea air, the wind blowing in your face. Perfect day to be at sea. And is this The oh, Little yeah. Mermaid? The Little Mermaid. Luca, Finding Nemo, or Finding Dory? It's The Little Mermaid. I think you're right. And we are, in fact, correct. Yeah? Listen, they are beautiful. No? So many colors of sounds. So many changing moods. And is this Aladdin, Coco, the Hunchback of Notre Dame or Pinocchio. So it's not Aladdin. Right. It's not the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Right. Um, I don't think it's Pinocchio. I think it must be Coco. Well, because Pinocchio begins with Jiminy Cricket singing. Um, possibly. I'd believe it. Uh, but I don't think it sounds with so many so many changing moods. I mean, okay. Actually, could it be Pinocchio? Because is it? I don't think is it's it Pinocchio. Gepe- is it Geppetto? Like, and his, like, toys. So you know, many the... changing moods. No, it's not. It's not Geppetto. Okay, all right. It's not so, Geppetto. So, Coco? <sighs> Read it again. Uh, uh, listen, they are beautiful. No. So many colors of sound. So many changing listen, moods. Listen, they are beautiful. No. But who? In... So many colors. So many changing I think it might be Geppetto. M- Miguel starts by, like, uh, addressing the audience. Does he? Yeah. I don't remember As we're that. seeing those, like, flags, um, like, telling the story about, like, his mother. Okay. Go go with go go with Coco. Okay. No, it is. It was the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Ah! <laughs> All this happened before, and it will happen again. But this time, it happened in London. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> <laughs> and this was Peter Pan for sure, right? The Rescuers, Aristocats, Peter Pan, or Hundred One Dalmatians. It's for sure Peter Pan. Okay. All right. Okay. We're correct. Okay. Great. This is the story of how I died. Is this soul? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think you're right. No, no, we were wrong. It's Tangled. What? Yeah, maybe the Mother Gothel, the villain. This is the story of how it. I died. Yeah, that's what it says. I have it, or uh, I, I don't. I can't. I, I think I've seen Tangled once. Maybe this is how I died. 
my hair <laughs> when I was no longer magical. Sorry, I didn't say that. Yeah, we kept going. The ellipses, ellipses, of course. Yeah. Um, will you take a look at that? Pretty pathetic, huh? Inside Out, The Emperor's New Groove, Aladdin. Oh, it's Emperor's New Groove. I think it is as well. Yeah, okay, we got that one. Once upon a time in a faraway land, there was a tiny kingdom, peaceful, prosperous, and rich in romance and tradition. Is that Frozen? So the options are Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Tangled, and Snow White and the Seven Doors. Okay, well, we know it's not Tangled. That's right, we know it's not Tangled. Maybe it's Snow White. Uh... Snow White could start with like yeah, a yeah it could or wait was Sleeping Beauty on there yeah uh, no it's not Cinderella Beauty and the Beast ooh okay it's not Beauty and the Beast okay because that starts with like the story about the the old woman being turned away by right by but could that not start with Once Upon a Time there sure was a tiny it, it definitely could peaceful prosperous Once Upon origin. a Time there was a, uh, yeah I don't uh, know maybe okay I'm gonna s- I think uh, let's go with s- does Snow White have narration though I don't think it has like spoken narration. I think it might be Beauty and the Beast. All right, go I for it. I don't want to outthink go ourselves, but I think it... No, it's Cinderella. Cinderella. Okay, well, we were going to get it wrong yep. anyway. Right. Sometimes I think I'm cursed because of something that happened before I was born. Coco, Tangled, Strange World, or The Princess and the Frog. This could be Coco. This could be Coco. I didn't see Strange World. No, me neither. Oh, no. Um, we have to finish the quiz. Okay, are we going to guess Coco? Yeah, I guess Coco. Hey, that one's right. Hey, all right. You poor little fella. It's all right. Big Mama's here. Fox and the Hound. <laughs> Are you that? It, Big Mama's the name of the one of the options. Of the the owl. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Oh, I come from a land from faraway place. That's Aladdin. Um, <laughs> it's for you, darling. Merry Christmas. That's Lady and the Tramp. Is this on? Is that The Incredibles, Zootopia, Wall-E, or Spies in Disguise? And I'm going to tell you right now. It's it's Wall-E. It's Wall-E. Yeah, because is this on this? That's the uh, live action Fred Willard character oh. addressing like in one of his news broadcasts. No, which probably doesn't happen until no. like twenty minutes in the movie. It's no, not that we were wrong. It's Dang the, it! It's The Incredibles. Oh sure, because they start that also with like uh, like remember. documentary footage. Okay. Yeah. Also, oh sure, where they're doing like uh, people on the street type yeah. interviews or whatever. Well, it's like he, with the heroes. Oh, got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Spies in Disguise, I guess technically a Disney movie because they bought what Spies in Disguise? It's the movie with like uh, Will Smith and Spider Man, where they get turned into pigeons. One of them gets turned into a pigeon. What, when you say Spider Man, what do you mean? <laughs> uh, what is the name of the the Tobey Maguire, no, no, Andrew no. Garfield, uh-huh. uh, the young one? <laughs> yeah, exactly that one, the one whose name I can't Holland. remember. Either. Tom yeah, Holland. Tom Holland. Okay, there. I think we only have a couple more. Pretty, huh? I'll bet a lot of you folks don't believe that about a wish coming true. That's Pinocchio. That's Jiminy Cricket. That just is. Sang you're a song. right. You're yeah. right. Long ago, the world was full of Although wonder. Although I would argue that if it starts with the song, then the first words are when you wish upon a star, because that uh, Aladdin one started with a come from a land of a faraway place. I don't think he sings when you wish upon a star at the very beginning of Pinocchio, does he? Yeah, he definitely does. That's what he's talking about when he says pretty, huh? Oh, I think I thought it was just like a slow like pan onto this little Italian village. And As then he you- sings... <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll believe you. I'll believe you. Long ago, the world was full of wonder. Uh-huh. Ryan, the last dragon, onward, Encanto, or Strange World. I think Encanto is the only one of these I've seen. Maybe I saw Ryan, the last dragon. Uh, so I, it it does it's it is the theme of onward that a long time ago the world was filled with wonder, and now it is no longer wonderful. Uh, and like magic is a thing that has like gone away. I'm gonna say onward. I okay. think it's onward. Yeah, I I will. You're right. You're yes, right. we got ten out of fourteen correct, which is uh, I feel pretty miserable. Good about. So bad. <laughs> So bad. We didn't know. We didn't know those, Mark. Uh, all right. We we were accompanied today by pianist Kyle Shaw. Mark, let's get into the news. 
So as of this recording, Monday night, we are still firmly eight twenty four p.m. Yeah, thank you. Pacific time. And any time, anything could happen. Stamping it. Yeah. We are still firmly within a Nintendo Direct warning. Yes. But no Nintendo Direct sighting. We are boarding up the windows. We are going down into the basement. This thing could hit at any moment. So last week we talked about um, nin- like the Nintendo Switch Online vouchers. Yep. YouTube video leaking that was confirmed late last week. Vouchers are a thing again in North America. Uh, there's been which some- again, just to review the vouchers program, it's a uh, ninety nine dollars and ninety eight cents that you can use to redeem and get two first party Nintendo games. Um, usually, this means that you're saving twenty bucks overall. Although, be careful because there are some forty nine ninety nine dollar games on there. In which case, you would be doing nothing. You right. would just be yeah. yeah. Use them for the sixty dollar games. Use them for the sixty dollar. Also, games. like Tears of the Kingdom isn't on the list yet, yet, but I assume that's because pre orders haven't opened, and so hopefully, when pre orders open. It will be a voucher game. Yes. But, you know, there are have been, like, rumors originating around pre-order pages for Tears of the Kingdom and Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp, like we discussed last week. Um, so maybe there's a, a Nintendo Direct looming. I, I don't feel like we should really um, kind of, like, dwell on this too much because possibly by the time we... Right, that our spot's been blown up. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, let, let's just very quickly hit hit just like hit hit the 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 little points here um one of these sources of speculation here is a a reddit post on the gaming leaks and rumors subreddit um one of the redditors claimed to have like evidence that there was a direct that will occur on february 7th which is today today today, tuesday um there aren't really tuesday directs uh other than outside of the uh the the e3 um presentations Uh, and the seventh is also a nintendo investors relations meeting uh so i don't believe that date um but this week still makes sense to me yeah and maybe they'll drop a mini this morning that's what i mean like what's the point of you right what what is the point right yeah uh but yeah some other people have said this week or really soon jeff grubb uh the games journalist on the february 1st podcast said that everything he's hearing is that it would be the week of the sixth which is this week um uh somebody who, who like his name is nate or goes by nate it was uh, who apparently is a well-known source of this stuff says that it's coming soon like yeah. coming this week all of this super poorly sourced right <laughs> like no <laughs> it's, it's, uh, so, yeah it's all uh, it's all like a nebulous thing that may be irrelevant now uh-huh because maybe by the time you're listening to this it's already been announced right. all of this is to say if there is a direct this week we'll figure out what our coverage of that looks like yeah we'll be talking about it don't worry whenever it happens Nintendo revealed a new poster for the Super Mario Brothers movie. It gives a good look at all the characters because it is a like a movie poster that you've seen a million times. Yep. But just with Nintendo characters that's in right. place of, I don't know, Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's right. Man, although if they did, because there's that one poster where it's just like big Kylo Ren face and then like the other characters kind of like around it. If there was just a big Bowser face in the middle, that'd be cool. That would be cool. I mean, this is pretty close. It's pretty close. But... It does give a good look at a character we haven't seen before. It's a like a Koopa mm-hmm. with a helmet on that has like spikes that are almost like flowing back. Yeah, and it's he's blue, right? Like instead of a green shell, it's blue, and he's got wings. Um, so is this Spike the that Chris Maniscalco uh, character? That the, the the only voice actor who's not been like featured in any of the other trailers or whatever. Like we've seen uh, Charlie Day's Luigi, we've seen Jack Black's Bowser. Um, 
but we've not seen this Spike character. Uh, but it's unclear, and we didn't. We who is Spike? What is Spike? We so don't know. Is this the person that like a over a year ago? Yes, they did an interview on a podcast where they like mentioned that they were in the movie. Yes, playing Spike, and everybody is the assumption at the time was that Spike was like the foreman character from from like, Wrecking Crew. Yeah, yeah, which because uh, he says yeah he's their boss. Uh, referring to uh, to Spike, but whose boss? Like this could be a commander in the the Koopa Army or whatever, um, or maybe he didn't know. Maybe like all he saw was Spike. He looked it up like Mario Spike and was like, "Well, I'm not this weird like uh, vomiting turtle thing. I must be the Wrecking Crew character." Like who yeah. knows? Who knows? So even though we're getting so close to this movie, mysteries still abound. Mysteries still abound. Um, uh, the the poster is uh characteristically colorful. Um, and it's cool to see all, all the characters in there. Um, weird pose on Peach, don't you think? <laughs> Where she's like, uh, cheating towards the camera, but turn like she's turned sideways, but cheating towards the camera. Yeah. 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 I don't care for it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you get some good Kamek action in there. You do. You get good Kamek action, good toad action. He's running around with like a staff or something. Uh-huh. I don't know. This the movie looks cute. The movie looks cute. And we're not that far away at this point, just a couple months. As part of the exploration tour, Mario Kart Tour is introducing a new track, Piranha Plant Cove. It's like a big underwater area complete with submerged temples and giant eels. And we generally have not talked about Mario Kart Tour on this show very much, but with the Super Mario 8 Deluxe Booster Course Pass having or you know, taking some of the levels from Mario Kart Tour and introducing them into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, a new track in Tour could very easily be a new track in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe in the future. Very well could be. And look, uh, I love a, a course with a with the giant eel in it. We have one already in uh, Dolphin Shoals. Um, but like, yeah, g- give me more, give me more eel. Multiplayer dodgeball game Knockout City is closing its servers in June. Uh, June 6th marks the final day that the game will be playable on the noble, normal servers, but Valan Studios, the developers behind it, will roll out the option for PC players to run the game on private servers, so it's not completely dead, which I think is really cool and not... So this game, Knockout City, was it 2020 that... Yeah, well, 2021. That okay, so out. 2021 that it was originally released, and you and I played the like open beta or whatever they yeah. called it, and originally, Knockout City was published by EA, and then maybe must have been last year, uh, the development studio Valen Studios took it over from EA, and I and have been supporting it with new content and uh, events and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so they're at, you know bringing the game to the end of its life in June, but they are going to open it up so that way people continue to play on private servers, which I think is awesome, and I think would not have happened if it was still published by EA. Yeah, well, and, like, the, there are a couple of stories of, uh, like, sort of live service games like this that are just sort of being, like, sunsetted, um, and it's at least good that there is a, a way for people to play this. Some of these kind of games, once the, like, real, uh, like, publisher-focused, like, server stuff shuts down, that's just the end of it. Like, Dragalia Lost is just over. The game doesn't exist anymore. Um, people will at least be able to, uh, you know, get together and... Uh, play this one on on their own. Last week, YouTube channel Did You Know Gaming released a video about an internal pitch at Retro Studios 
for a new Star Fox game that was made during the Wii U era. So this is very cool, and I'm excited to talk about it. How does Did You Know Gaming get... Because I feel like every week, they've got some sort of, like blockbuster explosive like reveal about like an old pitch or something so how do they get this stuff? yeah i don't know it seems to me that this one originated maybe they did like an interview or something with a former retro studios artist uh the artist's name was eric kozlowski and he is the one who i think supplied this information about the pitch okay um but according to the video uh kozlowski Pitched the project in 2013, but it didn't make it past the pitch stage. So he made like a 12-page, you know, like um, internal pitch to show to leadership, and then it didn't go past that. But the game in the pitch was called Star Fox Armada, since the idea was to build up your own group of ships to take on missions. You could play missions in multiplayer, and the idea was kind of to do like a reboot of Star Fox, oh boy. which we've seen before where like... It's like all of them, really. Where, where they're like, or a reboot in the sense that they were going to make a direct sequel to Star Fox 64. Oh. So it's like, oh, these other games, sure. they don't exist. They're not canon anymore, like we've seen with like Halloween or whatever. you know. Right, or that Superman movie. What was the name of it, Superman? Uh, Returns. Returns, that's yes, right. that's right. What's Superman 3 and Superman 4? This is Superman Returns. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that was kind of the idea is that it would pick up right after Star Fox 64 use the puppet aesthetic of the original promo images for Star Fox. Which, can we talk about why that that aesthetic has never actually been, like, used in-game? Yeah, I don't know. What's going on there? I w- it's a killer aesthetic, and they used it for the ad campaign for the original, and for 64, and obviously in that Nintendo Direct that everyone loves. Um, but, like, why have the games never looked like that? Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. It would be it would be really fun to get a Star Fox game like that. Is there any game that has like a puppet aesthetic? Not not uh not that I can not that I can think not of. Not that I can think of either. Yeah. Yeah. Um again, this was only a pitch and didn't make it into any stage of development. But kind of a cool peek behind the curtain where, to, uh, where I feel like anytime we talk about Nintendo's history, I always bring up that it's kind of a shame that the company and video games yeah. in general are so secretive. I, I feel like, you know, growing up, I always enjoyed movies and like the making of movies. And that's one thing that the movie industry is not really is like super secretive about projects that are in the works. Like movies get announced all the time with writers right. and it right. all falls through and movies never get made versus with um, video games. It feels like everybody's like really secretive about what yeah, they're they working circle on the wagons and yeah. And I kind I wish that we got more of the behind the scenes look at the like in development projects at even the ones that don't make it into development. So, well, but uh, like e- that, even like that angle in particular, I think is, is interesting. The like things that didn't happen or like stuff from, you know, what must've been over, like a, over a decade ago. Right. Like um, think about how long we've known that like Luke Skywalker's name was originally star killer. And that like, Han Solo was green and had gills and, you know, like we, we, we just, we know all these things about uh, older movies and like paths not taken and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but like those sort of like embarrassments or like the weirder ideas that video games could have been tend to just like ev- evaporate once the game is out. Yeah. Maybe you get glimpses of it in concept art. Like when we saw that early concept art for Breath of the Wild that included, like, UFOs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I feel like that kind of stuff is so, like, it's it's so rare. And so, like, 
and then you know i guess the example i gave is from star wars so like it's a high profile thing um but like maybe it takes something as high profile as like the legend of zelda to be like yeah here's here's how we got to uh breath of the wild conceptually so yeah you're gonna see some uh ufos flying around in the sky yeah yeah so um star fox armada would you would you are you are you interested in playing this game mark (laughs) it's just an interesting alternate universe because i'm guessing if this existed then star fox zero wouldn't have existed yeah good that's a good that's a good thought hey any universe where star fox zero doesn't (laughs) exist i'm okay with um i i mean it's interesting how much uh like armada you know has this idea of like building up your fleet right um but uh how starfox command is kind of close to this right where um you're controlling or at least like uh indirectly controlling multiple ships on like a, a an overhead like war map right um and like drawing out their paths and when they encounter uh enemies then you like fight them in in starfox levels um but just like interesting how kind of close that is to this like same kind of concept of like taking a more zoomed out view of a war in the lilat system um when uh the star fox most star fox games are like no oh, you're just you're on a track and you're like blasting the stuff that's in front of you and maybe you can take a, a a fork in the path uh once per level um it's just neat that like it would be cool if there was more uh open or more you know, just like I said, zoomed out views on what a Star Fox, Star Fox gameplay could be. And finally, don't forget that Splatoon 3's next Splatfest is happening this weekend, running from February 11th through February 13th. The theme, of course, is what's your favorite chocolate? And your options are dark chocolate, milk chocolate, and white chocolate. Uh, there's no Nestle Crunch in here, so I don't know what I'm supposed to choose, Mark. <laughs> well, I guess milk chocolate? No, 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 no. Is a crunch bar not milk chocolate with like crunch? Do you know in why it? I'm excited about a crunch bar? The crunches? Yeah, the crunches. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe the next, maybe the next uh, Splatfest will be. What do you like mixed in your chocolate? Sure, peanuts. Uh huh. Crunches. Crunches. Nougat. <laughs> crunches are just rice, right? Yeah, it's like a puffed, uh, puffed rice. Do you not care for? Uh, a, you're not a big chocolate. I'm not a big chocolate right. person. Um, I like crunch bars fine. Wow. Uh, what, what's your favorite candy bar? Uh, Snickers probably. Yeah. I mean, it's Snickers is classic. It's got everything you could want in it. All right, Mark, let's get out of the news. All right. That is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh, again, get in our discord, uh, email, email us, uh, and we will send you an invitation. Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by Apipetti. You can get more of his music by going to apipetti.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Ellers saying thank you for listening. 